Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Back by no one's demand but our own from our home office here in uh, rainy, <laughs> decidedly rainy, scenic Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It's still the 615 Sessions Podcast, the award-winning 615 Sessions Podcast, powered by Two Rivers Ford and brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Really nice feature, by the way. On A to Z Sports in the Nashville scene, we uh, we continue to be favorites of the Nashville scene. So, an aside before we get to Blaine Bishop and Mark Mariani, two Titans greats, uh, perhaps go check that out. the uh, The boys had a really nice profile done on them, and I invite you all to give it a read. But in the meantime, we have Titans Bengals to discuss third down defense, kicker struggles, and the like. We also have the Music City Mailbag that will be done at the end of the podcast. That you know you guys can always hit me up on when you slide in my DMs on Instagram, at Buck Rising. Before we get to any of that great stuff, though, got to tell you about our great partners in this podcast endeavor at Two Rivers Ford. By the way, shout out to John Barker. I want to make sure that I get the award that John Barker of Two Rivers Ford won correctly, but John did win for the nomination for the state of Tennessee Time Magazine's Dealer of the Year. That's just a small taste of the great service that you get at Two Rivers Ford and some of the great initiatives that they have going on, like Drive the Music here in Nashville. DriveTheMusicNashville.com. That's where you go to purchase a $30 t-shirt with 100% of those proceeds going to the Music Venue Alliance of Nashville. They're trying to keep music alive in the 615 with everything that has gone wrong here in Music City over the past, what, six to eight months at this point with the NATO and the Rona. A terrible combination, but a great cause born out of it. DriveTheMusicNashville.com, put on by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Let's get to some more friends, Blaine Bishop and Mark Mariani. Back here, 615 Sessions Podcast on the GetBeast.com Zoom line. Save yourself 20% off with the promo code BEAST2020. A couple of beasts with all kinds of jerseys on the wall, all kinds of skins <laughs> on the wall. I'm back here with this little slap, uh, slapdick poster behind me. Oh, you it's got the right name. It's Mark <laughs> Mariani and Blaine Bishop, former Titans both. Great guys as well. You can hear them on a regular basis. Blaine on the Blaine and Mickey show on 104.5 Zone from 1 to 3 weekdays. Mark Mariani jumping on the radio dial every Friday with 3HL on a regular basis. Good to see you, boys. 
Yeah, thanks for having us there, Buck, man. It's a privilege and an honor to be with, uh, you know, the the one and only and the great one who, you know, you got an Academy Award, right? <laughs> That's right, Blaine. I was going to say, listen, this this guy, we're, we're, we're honored to be on this show. The number one, help us out, Buck. What is it? The number one be- number- most beautiful podcaster in nashville what is it oh, <laughs> i can't remember is that what it was <laughs> oh i might be mistaken oh, on that it was, it was the most the number one princess of the yeah <laughs> that too what, what does the trophy say what is it i forget so whenever the nashville scene wants to send me my flowers i will be waiting <laughs> here for it at the home office the best sports podcast right. in 2020 and let's go the best hair from time to time. See, Mariana, you broke the Zoom. You screamed too loud and it shut it down. <laughs> if we had a bet, I bet everybody would have bet that I would have done that first. <laughs> <laughs> Who to shut the decibel down first on the 615 sessions? Blaine Bishop or Mark Mariana? No, it's a, it, is a, it is a privilege and honor to have you both here for the first time. We're going to have a good time because we got some stuff to talk about with these Tennessee Titans. Uh, They are historically bad on one side of the ball and historically good as a franchise on the other. So we got got both sides here to weigh in on what the hell is going on with this particular football team. When you watched them against the Pittsburgh Steelers, both of you, we'll start with Blaine. What did you think about their chances at the start of that get coming into that game against what is an elite Pittsburgh team, and then after uh, after the Stephen Goskowski misses the forty five yard kick, how did you feel about them against the AFC's elite? Uh, I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought the Titans would lose a close game. Uh, I couldn't predict the score. I, I have no idea. I just thought they were a better all around team uh, defensively. They're better than our defense. Just to make it real easy. And let's just throw a coin toss for offenses. Uh, So I thought, okay, the best against the best, we're at home. Let's see what we got. But defense, we all know in this modern era, must play at least really solid. Our defense isn't even solid. Their defense is elite. They're liquid. That's why they won the game. Uh, You know, hats off to them. They came out there. They uh, probably didn't go out there with the intensity level that the Steelers, they looked like they were pissed off for greatness. Uh, they they act like they were playing at playoff intensity. Uh, and then as the game went on, uh, Titans seemed to get loose a little bit. The offense got to get going in the second half. I think they were like a little like, okay, we're about to go punch them back. They got punched a couple times in the eyeball and said, okay, how are we going to respond? And they responded. A resilient bunch. I didn't – I expected nothing less. That's Vrabel-type style. And they came out and they just, uh, you know, missed the field goal and ran out of time. Uh, but the field goal wasn't the only thing. Naturally, that's the end. That's what we all look at as fans. But uh, there was a lot of different things across. But, hey, you got to say they fought all the way to the end, and they did not die. And the Steelers, if it would have went in overtime, I think the Titans might have got them, though. Man, this man, Blaine Bishop, is – I can see the reflection of him rewatching the game in, in, the, in the frame of the jersey behind him. This yeah, is a pro. I got it right there, man. This I'm is- ready to rock her. I got, well, I got back from Gallatin. I was like, dang, I better refresh my memory. You know, I got that DB deal. Hey, it's over now. I moved on to the Bengals. On to Cincinnati, Marietti. On to Cincinnati. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark, what you, what'd you see, man? I, I, you know, I left a lot of room there for you offensive guys, right? Why can't I hear you? What happened to you? 
Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. He, he snapped all audio. Nope, I got nothing on you, big boy. That's all right. Oh, Listen, man, we're professionals good. around here. We can well, still we'll let you figure it out. I mean, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it going there, bud. No, we're good. Listen, now, uh, uh. Can you hear me? I can't oh, go here ahead. We go. Oh, geez, look at that, man. Technical <laughs> difficulty. I knew you were a tech guy. You know, Listen, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, when in doubt, just unplug and plug back in. Performs uh, well under pressure, Mark Mariani. Listen, I think the outcome of the game was something we could all expect a close game down to the wire. Uh, a toss up at the end, but I didn't, you know, the way we got there was, um, you know, something we haven't seen. I think the Titans came out and made a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, I think giving us a chance to win in the end was a gift and it's just the character of this football team, man. We are a confident team that, it, you know, there's, we don't look at the scoreboard. We just keep grinding, but I thought we made a lot of mistakes, especially in the first half of that football game to say, to kind of say that we didn't deserve to win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but at the end of the day, you know, I thought the Steelers' defense would make a play down the stretch that would win them the game because they're full of playmakers, leading the league in sacks and all those things. Um, but I, I got to tell you, man, as as a as a guy who sort of, you know, I you know played played here for years and then and then kind of was off the Titans bandwagon for a year and now just driving the Titans bandwagon, I am so. Um, I'm so optimistic about this football team and the character that we show week in, week out. Now, we're living on a razor's edge, guys, and, and I don't know if that's going to come back to bite us or not. Um, we're, we're coming down, you know, to the last second here against teams that we really shouldn't be doing that with. Uh, but listen, I, I've been on some Titans teams that found a way to lose a lot of those close football games a lot of times. And so just seeing us find the character, dig deep, not have fear, you know, take these things to the last minute, Ryan Tannethrill, uh, making plays um, till the, till the final whistle to win some football games. That's just not a Titans team that I've seen in the past and that I'm really excited about for this year. Well, let- well real quick though, I got to add to that real quick. We forgot it's especially me, but for sure, Mark Mariani, what about the special teams let down? Man, yes. that was shocking, man. We have not seen that. And Coach Ackerman, we have not seen any of those breakdowns for a long time. I can't remember the last time we gave up a return. We had a bad snap by Bo Brinkley. I mean, it was, you don't want to see Brett Kern in the stat sheet for throwing the ball down the field. So I just, that didn't work out. I mean, it was, it was, that why, that's why it was a calamity of errors there in the first half. I, I was shocked that we had a chance to win that game in the end because you just can't make that many mistakes against a world-class football team. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Kern after the game. He's so pissed at himself because he, 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 I asked him if he'd come on the podcast next week. <laughs> and he said, I have to check first with my sponsor, Butterfingers. And I felt nice. so badly for him. <laughs> because... I mean, He's being put in these in this position, and it was it was it was failings at every level, Blaine. That that cost them ultimately this game. Because the thing that I watched, the field goal kicker misses it at the end, and you say, okay, that's going to be the lasting thing. That's going to be the lasting memory from this game for everybody watching. But it's really not Goskowski's. Like it's not him that completely cost them the opportunity to win this football game. It's the fact that they gave up 13 of 18 on third down. It's the fact that the Steelers were absolutely smothering that offense in the first half. It's the fact that T.J. Watt put a clown suit on my guy Dennis Kelly, and ever, and, and he's doing that to a lot of different tackles this year. But still, 
It happened again on Sunday, both in, uh, in, in pass protection and in run defense. You saw how quickly they were able to make plays on Derrick Henry before there was any momentum going. But, Blaine, let's look, look at the secondary quickly with me. Uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know how else to say it, but from a player perspective, what the hell? What, what the hell is happening with this secondary where you take a Dory Jackson out and everything goes to shit, Blaine? I don't understand it. <laughs> well, I, I think it's uh, a lot has to do with it's happening around the league. Maybe not as bad as the Titans. Some of it's uh, COVID-related. Some is moving pieces and parts. You have to work as a unit. Uh, as you can see, like Byron and Vaccaro even, great safeties – uh, probably maybe, you know, one of the better duos ever in a Titans uniform, you know, are having a tough time because it's about trust. It's about uh, being comfortable, uh, believing in what you're doing also. Uh, and some of it is these guys are backups. Then you got rookies. They probably shouldn't be on the football field as starters and should be role players. Now we got Joseph holding the tooth and we got Ty Smith probably who shouldn't maybe even dress sometimes you know he should be that extra guy right. so now you're he talking was about, about to get undressed after that first series there you came mean, real quick I mean that's not <laughs> his fault he got the opportunity he deserved the opportunity uh and sometimes you win sometimes you lose and this is a passing league Mark knows that now everything's about the offense so all the defenses seem to be behind except for the lead ones like the Steelers you know, so uh, it's funny. We're still winning, which is astonishing to me uh, with the way that they're playing, especially on third down. Uh, if we don't get this fixed, I'm right there with Mark, is that uh, it's going to be some games we're going to lose because we're not going to be perfect. And he knows offenses aren't going to be able to – our offenses are not going to be able to just run up and down the field like they've been doing. It's just not going to happen each and every game. Tanny time is going to run out. And that's what yeah, happened you- here. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that every game. Blaine, i got to ask you, you're the legend, man. You break these defenses down better than anyone, anybody. When I look at our roster across the board and I look at, you know, inside, we got Jeffrey Simmons and Daquan Jones and we got, you know, Harold Landry who's supposed to be taking that next step and we got, you know, Jadavion, whoever we want. We got Rashawn Evans playing great. I mean, you know, Jayon Brown and we have the two safeties. We have pieces here. We have playmakers here that have proven to do it. What are we missing on the defensive side of the ball? Is it just because we have a couple young guys in there? Is, is there no way to cover those guys up and give them some help? Why is it not clicking when you do have a lot of capable guys who have proven that they can make plays in the NFL? Like, what? I, I'm missing it. I'm frustrated as a Titans fan going, we got some dudes in there. We've seen all these guys make plays. Why can't we be more disruptive? Why can't we get after people more? What am I, I'm just missing it. Okay, a couple pieces missing. Okay, I'm going to just name some names. Ty Smith, Chris yeah. Jackson, <laughs> Fulton. Hmm, no experience. Yeah. None. They're, they, hey, they underestimate experience. And then we got yeah. a Joseph who's experienced, but he should be the backup. That's what yeah. he brings and plays a game or two in substitute. So now we're talking about chemistry. Now you're talking about hesitation. And all we need and you guys need is a split second and it's over. It's a wrap. And, by the way, guys aren't playing up to the level they should be. We can yeah. just call it as you see it. Hey, the stats are the stats. It's got an eggshell next to your name on sacks. Then you're yeah. not playing up to Hey, I could say Clowney is playing hard. But guess what? I'm past that. It, yeah. It's got to be better. I got to see one, two, three, four by the name. 
And then Beasley, it, it, that's just, it is what it is. You don't even have to talk about that. Yeah, that's Landry, embarrassing. Let's take him now. And then we go Landry, who's a solid player, should be opposite of a stud, and he would probably have eight to ten sacks. But guess what? Then who else is behind him? Oh, my yeah. bad. Let's just play all our really good players and don't give them a break because we're paying them all that money, right? Hmm. Oh, yeah, let's do that. It makes no sense. And then sense they won't get any, any rest, and those big guys need rest. That's yeah. just the way it is. So I think they're disconnected from every level. And I'm going to just say this. I think we have a new linebackers coach, a new DBs coach, and we got a new defensive coordinator play caller, whoever that is. Yeah. See? So all of this disconnection is what I'm talking about. It's not all matching up because if you look at it on paper, you go, this team should be pretty solid on defense. Yeah, solid at least, not just a yeah. complete yeah, rep. Solid, you know, solid, rank 15, 16, whatever. Yeah, around yep. there. Well, we're not getting it. And I can say they're playing hard. How about this? The cute tale of what's going on, Rashawn Evans is a Pro Bowl-level player. I've hardly heard his name this whole season. Yep. And that, that, that is unacceptable. Oh, it's not just – it's not just that the that the new players are not performing up to expectation. Blaine and I were talking about this before you jumped on, Mark. It's that the guys who are who have proven bodies of work in Rashawn Evans, Jayon Brown played a really nice game on Sunday. But before, but before to that point, I mean, and even even against the Steelers, he had some misses in coverage where the recognition just wasn't there that allowed Ebron to get chunk plays down the field. It's not just that the the new guys aren't performing. It's that the old guys who you know have been good in this league, young guys who have been good in this league, pieces, key pieces of your defense, uh, are being either failed by what's happening around them or just aren't performing up to standard. And I, the, the, the Kevin Byard thing is, is a conversation with Mike on the Zoom calls, Mike Brable with us on the Zoom calls every day, and you can tell that he's over us, just completely and totally done with us. <laughs> yeah. really? Into the I year. Mean, I mean, we, I think, you know, picking, picking what, what Blaine said, I think there's major depth issues, and I think our DB situation, um, you know, has to be improved. And obviously we have a Dory waiting in the wings, and hopefully he slides into that one corner role, and then Malcolm can be the two, which is a better two than a, than a one, and everybody can fit into place. But I'll tell you, man, I've been beating this like a dead horse, and everybody has. But when you – the skill players in this league are too damn good these days – when you give a quarterback that much time always and he feels so comfortable back there, you can't cover up anybody. But You can't cover up a rookie. You can't you, – these guys are trying to protect. I mean, Big Ben had there, – there were plays, guys, that, um, you know, we saw Deontay Johnson and Juju and these guys getting these easy dink and dunks, and they were wide open. Well, I stopped the film and watched a couple times. There was multiple guys running wide open, mm -hmm. and you just went – Listen, if we're going to bring one or two extra, if we're going to bring pressure or blitz and whatever, you got to get to that quarterback, man, or else you're going to be just carved. And it's just – it was tough to watch. But I got to give credit where credit's due because in that fourth quarter when we needed stops, we got two key stops twice to get that ball back. So you're right, guys. I don't know what's going on. We're, 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 uh, we're in every one of these ball games. And like I said, we're finding a way to win football games, which is fun. But, you know, hopefully we don't have that – come out where you start peeling away the layer of that onion later on in the year and then all these all these miscues start coming to the surface and rearing their ugly head we don't want that to happen yeah that, that's scary a good example 
of what we're all talking about is, I just watched it, you know, I forgot what down it was, but it was in the first quarter, Christian Fulton gave up a pass to Juju, and Juju wasn't even ready for the, the pass, but it got there early and he kind of turned around and was right there. Fulton technically was not good. He was ahead of the receiver. He had already turned. The receiver still two yards behind him. There was no need to turn yet. All he mm -hmm. had to do was be patient. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do that, then you need to speed turn out of it and come right back. But guess what happened, though, why the ball got there early? Jadavian Clowney split a double team and hit Big Ben on the throw. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about, disconnected. If he would have just hugged him a little tighter and don't play in fear of being beat deep instead of covering, guess what? That ball might have been one more second in his hand, and then now it's incomplete or sack. That's the disconnect that I that I think I see the great is is that they do great at limiting these chunk plays. Now yards after catch with guys like Deontay Johnson and uh, and and Juju Smith Schuster, Chase Claypool didn't do anything against them, but he has. They have great skill position players, of course, in Pittsburgh, and the Bengals will be a much easier task for them. But when I when you're talking about playing playing with fear. Blaine, that's kind of that's kind of the vibe that I get where they're making these mistakes. And again, Christian Fulton's a young guy, and the speed of the NFL, no matter how good they were at LSU and how great the competition was in the SEC, like there are still things from a technical perspective that they haven't had the time to rep out outside of live game action. They haven't had the time to make those adjustments. They don't have the veteran savvy because, of course, they're rookies. Right to understand, okay, this is the position that I need to be in. I can't let, under no circumstances, can I let one of these guys get behind me. The entire play has to take place in front of me, and even if they make the catch, that way I'm there for the right. tackle. These yeah. are the fundamental differences that you're seeing on top of Big Ben. I mean, Big Ben getting rid of the ball, and I know we got we to gotta get you guys out of here, and, and, and I wish that, uh, that I had more time with you, but when Big Ben gets the ball out in 2.02 seconds on average, he's literally catching the snap and eating them alive underneath. It's that quick, that fast. And so all of these things work together to ultimately doom them. And I think give them a little bit of a reality check. Like, can, what, can this be as important a learning lesson for them? We'll end on this. Can this be an, as important a learning lesson for them as any of they've had this season? Because as A.J. Brown pointed out, you know, if we continue to win, some of these stuff, some of these things that have been problems outside of the winning, they may continue to get swept under the rug. Yeah, well, I'm going to go for it because I have to hit this. First of all, I watched film of the Steelers the week before. Guess what they did on their offense? The exact same thing they did in our game. That is, oh, my gosh, it's just so irritating. I mean, because you say they're playing a the quick game. Well, where is us playing – different techniques at the corner spot. You got to have a lot of tools in your toolbox. Where's the press bail? Where's the cover two? Where's playing off? Let's mix it up. Let's bail. Then all of a sudden they think they're going to be, we're going to be a man to man. So then they run a go. Oh, no, we converted. We bail. You got to play this cat and mouse game. None of that is being done. By the way, guess what? Then you throw in cover two, they'll throw you one. I mean, so I just, it was very frustrating because I knew what to expect going to the game that they were going to throw the quick passing game. And they did exactly what they said. Oh, y'all want to play eight yards off then? That's how we're going to roll then. That's easy. That's pitch and catch. No disruption of rhythm. Mark knows this. I mean, at playing receiver, that's – I mean, man, that's about the easiest thing you can do. So I, I don't know if it's going to continue. 
and the offense are Goskowski's sock a save us. <laughs> I mean, not wearing a sock to save us, but I don't know, man. I'm really nervous from this point forward uh, because of the schedule, and we play the coach teams that we know from here on out, and let alone some other tough opponents like Green Bay and everybody else that throws around the yard. I'm, I'm afraid uh, – I'm happy where we are now, but we need to fix these things, and I mean right now, defensively. I think everybody needs to take off their sock before we go for go any further in the podcast. Everybody take off the right sock, and then this will be a good podcast. Go ahead, Mary. You know, but you, you said something. You said that it should be easier this week with Cincinnati, and, I, and I'll tell you this. Oh, they, they, these guys got a ton of weapons now, and Joe yeah, Burrow do. Joe Burrow's going to walk in that stadium with all the swag. And I'll, and t- I'll tell you this, man. I told you, I, I'm, I'm driving the, fan, the Titans fan bus, and I'm 5-1, and one, man, and I'm feeling good. But listen, nothing, that has, nothing I've seen in these first six weeks of this defense shows me that they can just show up and think anything's going to happen on Sunday. If you ask me what I think and where, where, I'm, where I'm optimistic and feeling good about the Titans, I want to see these guys, this football team, get off the bus in Cincinnati on Sunday and whoop some ass from the first whistle to end whistle like they did against the Buffalo Bills. We, the good teams in this league, the best teams every year, take care of business against the teams they're supposed to beat. They don't mess around with them. They go into those stadiums, and they take care of business. This is a team, they're 1-5-1, and one, but they've had leads in the fourth quarter. It's a good football team. And to me, the Titans need to send a message right now they need to respond from this 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 uh, this loss against Pittsburgh and go just not just beat these guys. We need to put it all together and dominate these guys and give those young cats a little bit of confidence that they can go make make it happen. And that's what I want to see this weekend. I don't want to see a one one possession win. I want to go see us dominate somebody like we're supposed to. Man, I love you. I just want to give you a hug, Mark. But I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. I and they got three linemen that's gonna be out. Yeah. Three of their starting offensive linemen. And two of them oh, you should be like, you should have your hair and your neck should be standing up if you're a D lineman right now. I'm a dominate. This is my game. I'm racking up double digits. I'm getting one, two. We're going to get 10 sacks this game. Yeah. Uh-uh. I do not believe it. Because if they don't, to Mark's point, if they don't jump on them early, these young bucks with the Bengals, they're going to start believing. They're going to start believing. And that's a dangerous deal when you get some young dudes that's really good and they start believing, now you're in a battle. That's right. And you don't know what's going to happen because they don't know any better and they haven't closed out games. They've been in almost all of them. That's right. if they don't jump on them early, this will be a dogfight all the way to the end. Matter of fact, I'm going to say the Titans are going to win by a sock. Three points. (laughs) Just just that much. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I know it's it's a stressful way that they exist, but I I tell you what, boys, as as we put a bow on this podcast, it's been uh, it's been entertaining to watch, and that's all that I ask for out of them, win, lose, or or whatever. These these games have been hugely entertaining uh, to the detriment, obviously, of Mike Vrabel, his sleeping schedule, and whatever the hell's going on in Shane Bowen's life. And you know this too, uh, Blaine talked about the DB mindset. Guess what? We can forget about the games that happened and how we got here. We're five and one. Those standings looks awfully good. So if we can just figure it out, we'll be all right, boys. Turn the page. That's all you got to do, boys. Turn the page. All right, Blaine Bishop, Blaine and Mickey, one to three on 104.5 The Zone weekdays. Mark Mariani, sold by Mariani, is where you can check out him and all of his fine work (laughs) in the Nashville real estate industry. It has been a pleasure 
uh, to hang out with a with uh, a couple of my favorites here on the six one five sessions. Thanks again, boys. This was fun. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a great week. All right. So we got the Music City mailbag. We got another great week of podcasts almost in the books. But before we get to your questions that you've left in my Instagram DMs, we got to tell you about our friends that present the Zoom line each and every week. Our fine folks that keep us smelling better, looking better, and feeling better. Because it's good stuff from the earth that's good for your skin, scalp, or otherwise at Tame the Beast. You can get all of these things at GetBeast.com for 20% off using the promo code BEAST2020. That's where you go for the hookup, courtesy of our friends at Tame the Beast. John Cascarano, Jay Wilkerson, two guys who started Beast Brands here in Nashville. They want to hook you up. They want to make sure that you're using incredible stuff for you, for your smell, for your loved ones, because they have to be around you. Check it out at GetBeast.com and use that promo code, Beast2020. All right, Music City Mailbag. You guys slide in my DMs on Instagram. Sorry, I got a little choked up there. (laughs) I got emotional about the DM slides. You guys slid in the DMs. You got in there. You left your questions. A couple of Titans, three Titans ones, it seems, and one from our good friend Brent Doherty of 3HL that is not sports-related whatsoever. It's about my personal life. And that's not off-limits here. We're, o- we're, we're an open book. We're an open podcast, I guess. Uh, maybe, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, the underscore 41st writes in on Insta, we have seen flashes of elite pass rush. Why no consistency? I would ask you where the flashes of elite pass rush have been this season. There's, outside of Jeff Simmons, with the rare pressure from the interior, that's hugely effective, by the way. It's way, you would rather have Jeff Simmons bothering quarterbacks than you would Clowney. Now, what we are not seeing is Jeff Simmons bothering the quarterbacks, driving them outside the pocket because he's coming at them from the guard center triangle, as Coach Matt calls it, coming in there, bothering them, and then forcing them outside of the pocket for Clowney, Landry, Beasley to get easy sacks. This should be exactly how this defense works. And yet, between those three outside linebackers, if I am not mistaken, you have a sack and a half. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Maybe, actually, I should double-check Harold Landry's stats. But there is nothing there that would indicate that what they've tried to do with these moves in free agency is working out at all. In fact, you've spent $22.5 million on the two of them, Beasley and Clowney, for Jack at this point. A couple of batted passes, which you'll like to see. Uh, a forced fumble from Beasley last week, the rare flash of Vic Beasley last week, and then they can't recover it. Can't get all the turnovers, but still, you know, it would be nice to see Beasley have a greater impact on the play. And as I look at their sack production, their full team statistics here on the 615 Sessions podcast, um, it appears that I was correct in my thinking. Sorry, we're doing this research live and on the fly. Their sacks, Harold Landry has a sack and a half. You have Jadavion Clowney with zero. You have Vic Beasley with none. So a sack and a half between the three of them. That is hugely disappointing. I wasted everybody's time looking that up, but I had to be right before I criticized them 
what you're seeing uh, is not anywhere close to flashes of elite. It's not even flashes of competent. It's quite incompetent. The underscore 41st on IG. William Wesley, at William Wesley, writes in, which defensive players have exceeded your expectations this season? Um, man, if I have to think about it that long, does, doesn't that tell you everything you need to know? I mean, Chris Jackson probably is the answer because he's a seventh-round rookie pick, uh, or excuse me, a seventh-round rookie, a draft pick from the 2020 virtual draft out of Marshall. I think he's outplayed Christian Fulton. So I would say that he has by far and away exceeded my expectations, but I'm not sure if that's a product of, you know, the guys who are supposed to be ahead of them playing poorly or the fact that Christian Fulton has missed some time and will miss more time. So Chris Jackson has more time to be exposed the more that defenses see him on film. I, I have been pleasantly surprised with the play of Chris Jackson. I don't know. I expected Jeffrey Simmons to be great. I don't even know if I could have expected him to be this impactful through seven weeks of football. But he's been fantastic. Chris Jackson, though, is probably the probably the unconventional answer because everybody could say Big Jeff. Lily Kate two one one says, "What do you think we need to work on most after this past game?" Well, I mean, Lily, it's it's the same thing, right? This is this has kind of been my my analysis after the Steelers game. Man, they're they're they are who we thought they were. It's Delaney Walker after the Cleveland Browns. You want to crown them? Crown them? No, they're they're a five and one team, a good football team with a great offense and a defense that's not as bad as you would think in terms of DVOA because they get turnovers. I mean, they still lead the league in turnover differentials, so I don't want to completely discredit them. But the third down defense is abhorrent. The field goal kicking situation is not, you don't trust it, I guess, even though Goskowski is hugely reliable throughout the course of his career, 62%. Tells you what you need to know this year. And not of all, not all of them, by the way, his fault. But there are plenty that have been his fault. And so that opens him up to skepticism, to criticism. That field goal kicker needs to be able to keep you in those games. He has one job, right? And on Sunday, Goskowski failed to do his job. And it cost them. It's not the only reason they lost. It's the most lasting memory that you'll have probably out of that game because he's the last thing that you saw and that you know that that put the nail in the coffin it was done after that the third down defense though cost them TJ Watt was spectacular you go watch the film of him that's being put out into clips Dennis Kelly they they did their homework they knew exactly how to get Dennis out of position there was a Derrick Henry run that Watt snuffed out in the backfield I can't remember the down and distance but All TJ did was displace Dennis Kelly. All the other blocks were there for Derek to break it on the outside, and it was too late because Watt was in the backfield. So there's a lot that needs – I don't want to say a lot, excuse me. I don't want to say a lot that needs improvement, but the two things that need improvement are what's killing you. Third down defense and uncertainty on special teams. Brent Doherty of 3HL – 3-6 Three to six on 104.5 The Zone. I do my Monday radio Titans hits with them, if you want to give it a listen. Do you think you should buy a puppy? Brent wants to know if I should finally concede to my girlfriend's wishes. She's sick right now, so we hope she gets better soon. Um, but she wants a dog. I don't want a dog. 
I, I, I bitched about Halloween on five good minutes earlier in the week. I think that I, the, the idea, just not, not even the absurdity of Halloween. Um, a dog is my worst nightmare, a dog and children. I'm not kid friendly (laughs) necessarily. That sounds horrible to say out loud, but it's true. They make me uncomfortable. They're little aliens. I, I cannot get myself comfortable in the presence of small humans, humanoids that cannot be reasoned with, and and most of them can't. A dog is a different matter entirely because all they know how to do is love, and th- and that's wonderful. I'm not somebody who requires that kind of uh, never-ending affection. In fact, uh, in, infection, <laughs> affection is what I'm trying to say. Dogs, to me, are are kind of not, you know, I'm it's not and it's not even that I'm a cat person. I just don't like stuff in my personal space unless I deem it okay to be there. Dogs don't understand boundaries, neither do children. That's why I fear them. I don't have a problem with the animal itself. Some dogs are fine. Most of them like my friend Tiffany Blackman who does great work for ESPN and formerly of the NFL Network. She's got a dog, Roman, love Roman, because Roman doesn't mess with me. Roman uh, could give a damn whether you pay attention to him or not. Roman does his own thing. He's more cat than dog, which is probably why I like him. Now, the cats, I I could do without either, because as we're taping this podcast, it's National Cat Day, uh, because there's a National Everything Day. And I have many, many (laughs) alley cats. I live in North Nashville. And the alley behind my house, there are quite... Uh, it's like the Nissan Stadium feral cats. They just kind of hover out there. The, this is a long way of saying, hell no. I don't think I should buy a puppy. I can think of, I really can't think of anything outside of a kid that I would rather not have than a dog. They shed, they re- rely upon you uh, at every uh, at every given turn. They are wildly expensive. And I'm sure many of you have animals that you love. But to me, it's a dog. It's, it's not a kid. It's not an extension of my family. It's a dog. And I never, I, I cannot understand the, 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 the obsession in the same way that I can't get a Halloween. Because I can kind of be, you know, I'm, but I'm not normal. You know, I'm, I'm a crazy person. This is, I, this is, I'm not the norm. I'm not telling you guys how you should be. I'm telling you why I feel this way. I don't like things in my personal space. Dogs, kids, puppies, cats, or otherwise. The Roomba, me and the Roomba, no free ads. We get along great. The Roomba's name is Larry. He does not make messes. He cleans them up unless there is, it's, you know, it's my phone charger and he scoops it up and then immediately tears it to shit. But there's some things that are unavoidable in life and I love him for who he is, mostly because of what he does. And that's the Music City Mailbag here on a Thursday. We had a fun pod, not as long as we're used to doing, but... You know, the Vols are off this week, the Titans. There's only so many ways we can say they should win this thing. Now, it did come out this morning after we taped with Blaine and Mariani that Derrick Henry won the Offensive Player of the Month in October. And I kind of, you know, I feel feel a kind of way about that that we probably should have spent more time on in retrospect. What I'll say here is Derrick Henry had three, one great game and two okay games, like two good games for Derrick Henry. Because the touchdown, I mean, the, the, the scoring production is there. It's not even about the yardage. I don't care if he catches a pass or not. Although he is catching passes for first downs this year, which you like to see. Um, but I, I, the, the 
attention on Derrick Henry, and this is going to cause a, a great amount of angst among Titans fans, I think Ryan Tannehill deserves more credit than he's getting. And it's not that they're both not great. It's that the quarterback is the reason they're this great. Like, he is the reason. And that's the only, that's the only, it's not that Derrick Henry is fraudulent as the AFC player of the month in October, which is about as menial a thing as could be debated because we're bored. (laughs) It's not that big a deal. But I I do not understand this overarching obsession with Derrick Henry when the true story of the 2019 and 2020 Titans, the second half 2019 Titans anyway, and into the postseason is the damn quarterback and the MVP numbers that he's putting up. Look, it's, it's still in the same backfield. It's still for the same team. It's just one guy's got an Old Spice commercial and the other one used to be the Dolphins cast off. And that's kind of uh, that's kind of where I pick and choose my It's not it's not even a battle that I want to fight because I think Derrick Henry's a great player and I love to watch him play. But also, I think the Tannehill thing is uh, is very very real. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week of pods. You guys have been great. I enjoy your questions as always. Slide in my DMs at Buck Rising R E I S-I-N-G, and we will answer puppy questions, third down defense, consistency, elite pass rush or not, whatever you got. I'm here for you here on the 615 Sessions. Support the people that support this pod. That's Two Rivers Ford and Tame the Beast. Go get you your Drive the Music Nashville t-shirts, and perhaps while you're online, you can get some uh, some hard hair clay like I have from GetBeast.com, promo code BEAST2020. Save yourself some cash. I will see you guys. I will speak to you guys in the month of November, have a safe weekend. If you're doing anything for Halloween, you know, do it safely. Uh, stuff's starting to get crazy back out there again. And this is, you guys know how I feel about Halloween. If you're going to come to, if you're going to go trick-or-treating, don't come to my door because I got no candy for you. In the meantime, stay safe, stay clean, and stay hot, Nashville. This has been the 615 Sessions Podcast, powered by Two Rivers Ford. Brought to you, as always, by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com.